Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, welcome back to the show. We're going to talk NBA playoffs this hour. Sean Devity, who is certainly watching this Warriors-Rockets game that's getting chippy. Draymond Green give a little shove to Chris Paul. Nothing called there, technical foul-wise, other than Draymond Green was fouled. Rockets leading by 12, 71 to 59. James Harden having a nice day into the 20s there. Uh, earlier today, earlier tonight on the show, I asked you, should Paul Maneri uh, be on the hot seat? Most of you, like I kind of thought, said yes, although I would say no. And then I also asked, how much longer will the Saints championship window stay open? We did this on our Facebook live chat in addition to our discussion here on the program. Here's some of the comments on that. How long will the Saints championship window stay open? And this was spurned by a conversation Bobby Aber and I were having last week on Sports Talk. And then just if you look at all the contracts that are up for the Saints this offseason, and it's not just Drew. Drew's one of them, but Michael Thomas and Eli Apple and Ted Ginn, Taysom Hill and Andres Pete and A.J. Klein and Ken Crawley and P.J. Williams. And I could go on and on here, but it's a lot. Just go check Spot Tracker over the cap and you'll see what I mean. Here's a message on our Facebook video from Christopher Pickett. It could be it. This could be it. So many key players with one year left on the contract, especially Drew. Emmett Bean writes, the Saints got to pay Thomas. Talking about Michael Thomas. I don't know if they do. Like I, It's the reality of salary cap economics in the NFL. I'm just not sure if they do have to pay Michael Thomas. That much money at the receiver position just usually isn't smart. And in fact, it hasn't been smart. Mercedes Sylvia Perich says this year the window is open. Bunch of hearts, black and gold hearts. Yes, it is. Brendan Merkel, it's already closed and was never open. Well, that's just a hater because that's not true. Emmett Bean says two years max. A lot of it depends on how they handle these contracts and also what happens with Drew. Derek Dean says, I love him, but it's closed. I don't think it's closed yet. I, I don't. Although, a lot of it's going to have to do with Drew Brees and how well he plays this year. He didn't play, I guess, relatively as well as he did during the, the first half of the season, end of the season, and, and the playoffs. But, I mean, this is Drew we're talking about. I mean, he treats his body like Tom Brady does, takes exceptional care of it, and I don't think there's any reason to believe that he's not going to come back in the form that he showed last year. I just don't. NBA playoffs going on right now. We told you that the Rockets now running away from the Warriors. 17-point lead for Houston. A lot of time to go there. We know the Warriors can put up points in a hurry, but that's in Houston and perhaps the beneficiary of some um, favorable home officiating. I'll leave it at that. But the Warriors were probably got the favorable home officiating first couple of games of that series. It is what it is. 
Avs have scored in the second period on the Sharks in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. one nothing. Colorado trying to stay alive. They have a lead, 15-55 to play in the second period. The Bruins eliminated the Blue Jackets earlier tonight, 3 nothing. the victory there. That was uh, in Columbus. NBA playoffs, it's, it's kind of a low-key great year for the NBA playoffs. And everybody just looks at the favorites, and you're thinking, well, there's no LeBron. This Warriors-Rocket series, maybe people are thinking kind of the de facto championship series, at least, you know, Western Conference Finals series. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I do think whoever comes out of this, and I don't think, I know, they'll be heavy favorites. But anybody who likes basketball and likes playoff basketball in the NBA, if you're not paying attention to a couple of the other series, you're missing out. That Nuggets-Blazers series, it's incredible. A series tied two games apiece. Nuggets stealing one in Portland, 116-112 to 112 yesterday. Murray with 34 points for uh, the Nuggets there, who are just a sensational home team. And that goes back now to Denver, and they'll try to take a lead in that series tomorrow. For the Blazers, it's been all about Dame and CJ. Of course, Dame 28 points yesterday. Just 9-22 shooting. CJ McCollum, self-professed Game of Thrones nut. He's been going wild, 229 points. That's a great series. A lot of people talking about it as one of the better conference semifinal series in recent memory. I got to agree with them. These all games, uh, for the most part, have been tight. They've been dramatic down the stretch, and you just have stars all over the court. Now, stars that the casual fans might not know about. Uh, Jokic, 24 points. I mean, 21 points yesterday. Uh, he's sensational. He's our Vita Sabonis reincarnate. Great passer, great, uh, you know, ball handler, although he's not doing a lot of dribbling around. And he's great at the basket. Can't jump a lick, but who cares if you score at that rate? Uh, Ron says in my ears, the Lakers should be in the playoffs. Get out of here with that, Ron. Lakers can stay home. Apparently, Tyron Lue on his way to be uh, the puppet extraordinaire for LeBron James again. Well, that's just an absolute dumpster fire there. I don't know if you've seen any of the stuff that come out, the emails from Rob Palinka that looks like, not looks like he was, talking trash behind Magic Johnson's back. And the word is that's one of the reasons why Magic left is because he found out about that and said he had enough. <laughs> I don't really blame him. Now, he left in a weird way. Boy, that Lakers situation, soap opera central. And I don't understand how they're actually going to turn that into a contender in the Western Conference with LeBron James. The other series in the Eastern Conference playoffs, which, again, if you're if you're not paying attention to these other series, you're just missing out. I mean, you just are. The Raptors-Sixers series is also tied at two games apiece now because the Raptors stole one in Philadelphia, 101-96. Kawhi Leonard, he's playing like one of the two, three best players in the world in these playoffs. 39 points, 14 rebounds, five assists for Kawhi. And might be his only year in Toronto. Jimmy Butler's been great for the Sixers. 29 points, 11 rebounds yesterday. And you know those Philly fans, they're freaking out already about, oh boy, did we blow it? I don't, I don't think they did. I think Philadelphia still wins this series. I actually think they're going to win this in six. I think they're going to take the next two games. But uh, we'll see. 29 points for Butler. Uh, ben Simmons has just been a relative at times, you know, non-factor disappearing act. Only 10 points in that game. 
all five uh, starters for the Sixers in double figures. But that's that's a really nice series. Are either of those teams going to win the championship? No, probably not. Are the Blazers or Nuggets? No, probably not. But that doesn't mean it's not very good NBA basketball, and I think it is. Let's take a couple of calls here. Joey and Pearl River. What you got, Joey? Oh, thank you for taking my call, Seth. You bet. What's up? I, uh, I just heard, you know, just y'all segment of uh, the news, and uh, I believe the gentleman's name is Arpel from Metairie, yep. complaining uh, about the money. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to know how much complaining he did for the rest of the state when, you know, it was decided to spend over a billion dollars in improving an airport, a regional airport, that you want to tell me uh, helps out Shreveport, which you fly into New Orleans and drive all day? I mean, it take you longer to drive home to Shreveport from uh, Armstrong than it would if you uh, than, than the entire flight would. Well, and Joey, you know, this is, I understand, to your point here, I understand uh, what you're saying. You're saying these lawmakers are being hypocritical, and I pointed that out last hour because, Joey, you have people all across the state, rural areas like Charles, Baton Rouge, wherever, trying to grab every piece of this Harris pie that's here in New Orleans, and whether that's the, the, the money from the extension of the lease or whether that's the sports betting money, they're trying to take all the money from here and spread it out all across the state. Well, if you want to do that, then you know you got to pay your share of, you know, for the Superdome that brings in an abundant amount of tax revenue to the state coffers oh. as well as the local coffers here. So I agree with you. There's a lot of hypocrisy there, yeah. but that's politics, I guess. And it and it also fought what happened to the money you used education and, and your news brief. Uh, what happened to the um, money from the lottery, the state, you know, the, the lottery that uh, was supposed to go towards a piece of it was supposed to go towards education. Yeah, well, it didn't happen. And then even if it did uh, previously, what you have is, well, the lawmakers slash the education budget because they got money coming in from the lottery. I mean, it's just. And it's. Politics is at its worst, in my mind. Thanks for the call, uh, Joey. Good points there. Let's go to Gregory. Gregory, what say you? Hey, Seth. What's going on, man? Hey, Gregory. Always always nice to talk to the steel-belted radio. <laughs> That's you, man. Thanks, Gregory. What's up? <laughs> Listen, I'm very excited about these, this uh, playoff of basketball. You know, I mean, professional basketball, though, it's so fast. It's so great. I mean, it, it, it's, it's been very exciting. I mean, who do you like to go all the way, really? And, well, I, I still think it's the Warriors, even what's happening tonight, although they're creeping back into this one, Gregory. It's 79-68. So a little run there by the Warriors. They're within 11 midway through the third quarter. It is still the Warriors. I mean, they were one to two favorites. One to two favorites to win the whole thing, and, and good reason here. The one team that I think could beat them are the Rockets. I just don't know if the Rockets counting tonight can win three more games in this series, three out of the next four games. I just don't. James Harden's incredible, though. I mean, and I, I've ranted on him the other day. Uh, in the East, it's just Milwaukee. You'd be surprised if anybody beats Milwaukee, whether it's the Raptors or uh, or the Sixers. Sixers are a little bit dysfunctional. Good reality television, like watching them because of all that. But they're a little dysfunctional, and – um, Yanis Antetokounmpo is playing like the best player on the planet. If it's not him, it's Kevin Durant. But Yanis is just absolutely incredible. So, yeah, Warriors. You're asking me. That's a long way to say the Warriors. It's still the Warriors. We're up against the clock, Gregory, but thanks for the call. When we come back, Sean Devaney will join us for a handful of minutes. 
to talk about the NBA playoffs. So stick around for that as the last lap continues on WWL. Rockets 86, Warriors 71, three and a half to go in the third quarter in Houston. Rockets trying to even up that series. Let's go ahead and bring on in Sean Devaney. We want to get him in and out of here as he wants to watch the finish of that game. Uh, Sean, what's what's going on, buddy? And uh, boy, Rockets again at home looking real good. Looks like they're even up the series, huh? Yeah, uh, you know, certainly uh, this is exactly what they needed. Um, you know, I really thought uh, in game one back in uh, in Oakland that they really had an opportunity uh, to seize control of that series. They, they, they had a very good chance to win that game. Uh, Warriors had 20 turnovers. That's a real problem for them, always has been. Uh, so, you know, the Rockets really had them on the ropes. So the question was, could they come back to Houston and, and give themselves another chance? And, and, and so far, uh, you know, the Warriors are certainly hanging in there, but, uh, uh, but it looks like Houston uh, uh, has, has bounced back in the two, uh, uh, the two games on their home floor. What's going on with Steph in these playoffs? Is it just the ankle? It's one of six from three again. That's been a struggle for him all playoffs long. You know, I was at, uh, I was at the Celtics game. Uh, and, and so I didn't, I wasn't watching the beginning of this game, uh, you know, just doing the locker rooms and such, but, uh, um, but, but, but I noticed that he had 11 points in the first quarter. I said, well, there you go. Steph's back on track. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it's like, uh, catch back up with the game. I, I see that he's had two points. Right. So, uh, you, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I wonder if it's the injury. I wonder if that's still bothering him. Um, you know, it's, it's, he, he certainly doesn't seem to be himself, uh, but, uh, uh, he, he really needs to be, I mean, you know, that as much as this team has, has ridden Kevin Durant, uh, and, uh, and might be able to ride Kevin Durant to a championship, uh, you know, they need stuff. I mean, they, that, that's, there's going to come a time where, where Durant, uh, uh, is, is taken out of some of these games. Uh, and they're going to need Steph, and 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 he has not been there so far. So uh, that's something that uh, uh, again, you know, it may be the injury, but but I would think if it was, then they just wouldn't play him. I, they've always been really careful with that. Uh, so I don't know if there's something else going on beyond that, uh, but that's the only thing I've got right now. Seth, I'd really, it's really hard to figure out what's wrong with him. Yeah, uh, on cue, Kevin Durant splits a double team and nails a three, so it's back to a nine-point game. Like I said, not over yet with the way uh, they can score. Uh, okay, so you're at this Boston game, which is perfect because I wanted to get into you know the Celtics, and not not a collapse because I think entering the playoffs, we all thought this was a very flawed team. But if you look at the preseason expectations for Boston, I mean everybody thought that this was their conference that it would be surprising if they did not win the east with no lebron and making it there last year what's happened to boston this year well you know I, I, really it goes back to uh the, the the beginning of the year uh when you had guys who had come off the playoff run that they had last year uh jalen brown jason tatum terry rogier especially uh gordon hayward and and, and Kyrie irving were out and those guys really were, were fantastic. I mean, you know, these were young guys uh, who guided them all the way to game seven of the conference final. I mean, they were right on the brink, and they were winning in that fourth quarter uh, in game seven last year. So they were, they were right on the brink of the NBA finals, and, and I think a lot of those young guys thought, hey, you know, we want to we make sure uh, that we get ours. 
uh, you know, as as we bring back Kyrie, as we bring back Gordon Hayward, uh, and from the beginning of the year, it was clear that they weren't going to that 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 things were going to change, and that they were going to be the ones asked to sacrifice. And I, I think that really did create a tension between sort of the veterans and the young guys. Uh, and and I just don't think that's ever really been bridged. You know, there's been times where it's been okay, uh, and then there's been times where uh, you know, as soon as there's some adversity, as soon as something goes wrong. Uh, the whole thing kind of splits apart, and and I think we've seen that time and again with this team, and and, and I think right now that's what's going on. I mean, look at Kyrie Irving, uh, as, as as poorly as he's played, um, you know, I I think a lot of the young guys uh, uh, are a little resentful of that. Does this I mean their struggles here this season into the playoffs? Does this affect at all a possible Anthony Davis trade, whether that's in the positive or negative for the Pelicans? Yeah, I think it does. Um, you know. Look, if if you if you're to believe some of the things that came out during the the whirlwind uh, of that uh, you know those ten days before the trade deadline when all this stuff was was swirling around uh, and and Anthony Davis won't go to Boston if Kyrie Irving isn't there or won't stay in Boston if Kyrie Irving isn't there uh, then uh, uh, then then you know what we've seen in the last few days could be. Uh, the prelude to an exit of Kyrie Irving if he goes to uh, Brooklyn or if he goes to uh, uh, to the Knicks, uh, then uh, you know, th- then do the Celtics get cold feet when it comes to trading for Anthony Davis, giving up Jason Tatum, giving up Jalen Brown, or or whoever else they'd have to give up. Uh, you know, did they get cold feet about that because they're not sure that he's going to come back? So, yeah, you know, I, I do think, you know, look, if Boston pulls its offer and, and decides it's not going to get involved in the Anthony Davis sweepstake, uh, then, you know, that's, that, that really that probably plays well for the Lakers, uh, you know, or whoever gets that number one pick. Uh, but it definitely is going to hurt the Pelicans uh, because, uh, you know, that's 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 probably the team that has the most assets, uh, as I'm sure you've heard a million times. I mean, the, the Celtics have enough to give them uh, a fair deal for, for Anthony Davis, and really no other team does. Yanis uh, uh, Antetokounmpo, is he the best player on the planet right now? He, I mean, man, he is just playing. Uh, and, and I thought that game three was a real test for him. Uh, you know, as good as he was tonight, and he took over in the fourth quarter at 17 in the fourth quarter. Uh, but game three was the real test. You know, coming into there, coming into onto, onto the Boston Garden floor uh, to carry them to the win that he carried them to. It was really fantastic to see, and it really did raise his profile as a playoff player. Hey, can I hold you for just 60 seconds? I just want a Sean Devaney prediction on those two series that are tied. Can I do that, Sean? You bet. Okay, sure thing, 60 so. seconds, and then we'll get those predictions on that Nuggets, Blazers, and Raptors uh, Sixers series. When we come back, Seth Dunlap, the last lap continuing on WWL. And really quickly here, I think it's a six-point game going to the next break. Uh, in Houston, 20 points for Steph. Look, we were just talking about him, and uh, he's got 29. Nine-point lead for the Rockets, actually 93-84. Back and rejoined by Sean Devity of the Sporting News, at Sean Devity on Twitter, great NBA writer, and, and, and told Sean, I, I need his predictions for these uh, Blazers Nuggets series. Low-key, one of the better conference semifinal series uh, that I've seen recently, and also that Sixers-Raptors uh, series. Sean, who you got? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, that really uh... – uh, it's unfortunate that I think not as many people are watching Denver and Portland as as really should be because it's been very very entertaining. Uh, you know, of course, the four overtime game. Uh, you know, I I think Denver really showed a lot to bounce back in Game Four the, the way they did. Uh, Jamal Murray was fantastic, especially down the stretch. 
uh, Jokic with his passing, uh, you know, really did uh, uh, was, was was terrific as well. But you know, for, for Jamal Murray as a young player, you can really see him growing up in these playoffs. I think he's going to be uh, a pretty major star, and we're just seeing the start of that right now. So I think Denver now with the home court advantage back in its favor. Uh, they were 34 and seven at home during the regular season, best team uh, in the league on their home floor. So I think I think you, you'll see Denver wind up pulling that one out. Um, you know, I, the, the Toronto Philly series has been, uh, it's just been such a back and forth and it's been, it's really been a matter of whose stars um, play least bad. You know, Kawhi Leonard's been the only consistent player in the series. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I think that, that with, with Philadelphia, uh, I think they still have a, a little growing up to do. I think Toronto's a little more mature team. I think I would take Toronto uh, in that one. Uh, again, they've got home court advantage. Uh, so as we're sitting 2-2, I think Toronto has the edge there. Sean Devaney of the Sporting News. You can find his work every day during these NBA playoffs at the Sporting News, and you can also uh, follow him on Twitter. You need to. No, no, not also. You need to be following him on Twitter, at Sean Devaney. Sean, always appreciate it, man. Enjoy the rest of this game. Thank you. All right, you bet. There he goes. And, yeah, the fourth quarter just underway, and the Rockets leading still 93-84. to Actually, not quite underway yet. Looks like uh, Mike D'Antoni uh, giving an interview to TNT, and then we will start up again. we got sports libs coming uh, later this hour. I also want to remind everybody you can win some money each day during our $12,000 a day giveaway at WWL and Intercom Radio every hour between 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. You get a chance to win a grand in our Intercom National Cash Contest. Listen to the code word right before the top of the hour news, and then you can text it to 72881. Don't miss your chance to win $12,000 a day in our 12K a day giveaway, not on this program, but during the rest of the day, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. You get that shot. In our time slot tomorrow... We're going to have Tiger baseball. And in fact, three times this week in our time slot, we'll have LSU baseball. Tomorrow, it's LSU against La Tech. Pre-game, 6 o'clock, first pitch, 6.30. And then it's LSU against number 6, Arkansas, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All those games here on WWL. You know, it's going to be hard for me to, I guess, um, put to words my feelings on this next topic. It doesn't really have anything to do with sports. But I have been about as dejected over the internet as I've ever been in my life the last 24 hours or so. And I've just come to the realization that the internet and social media ruins everything without exception. Now, there are very good qualities to the connectivity that we have across our world now with said internet and social media. And I get it. It makes things, oh, like watching your favorite TV show or talking to me on Twitter, chatting with me on Twitter, whatever you want. makes it a lot easier. Couldn't do this 20 to 30 years ago. But what it has bred is uncontrollable terribleness and unhappiness by a certain section of the Internet that usually is the loudest section of the Internet that likes to destroy everything that was ever good in our entertainment world. Everything is terrible to these people. Now, if you were following me on Twitter last night, you might know what I'm talking about. But I am am absolutely fed up with how people are reacting uh, to Game of Thrones. I just am. I am completely over it. I am I am so over it. I, I just want to if I if the Twitter was a physical object, I go and throw it in the Mississippi and never turn back. 
And if I could do it and not use social media for the job that I have, I'd, I'd do it, but that would be a career suicide. So I got to take part in this terribleness. I don't understand, and get out of my ear, Ron, with that Game of Thrones sucks. <laughs> I don't understand why everything that's good, everything that we love to enjoy as entertainment, it's suddenly fodder for the internet trolls who want to ruin it for us. This started, you know what it started with? It started with video games a while ago because uh, social media and, and the streams um, really led to the big industry that the that video games have become. I mean, if you don't know, it's like a $20 billion a year industry now. I mean, it's insane. It's, it's up there with movies and everything and cinema. In fact, in a lot of aspects, it's past cinema. It started with that, and then you'd have these games come out, these big you know, AAA budget titles that would come out, and people, no matter if the game was good, bad, or indifferent, no, no matter if it was good, bad, or indifferent, they would rip it to shreds and say, oh, it's terrible for reasons X, Y, and Z. And then this happened with Star Wars. An objectively good Star Wars movie, and there are some bad ones in the past. That prequel trilogy, I think two out of the three movies were just downright bad, but there wasn't social media back then. The new trilogy has been good, very good. Has it been God's gift to cinema? No. Have they been very good Star Wars movies? Yes, they have, and that includes The Last Jedi. And what did we have with The Last Jedi? You had people tarring and feathering Ryan Johnson, the director, and everybody involved with that franchise in Disney before the movie even came out. Who wants to ruin Star Wars for us? And then we're having it happen with Game of Thrones. Now, you don't even need to watch Game of Thrones to understand what I'm talking about here, but pay attention for a second. Game of Thrones is a book series. That this guy, George R. R. Martin, wrote, what is it, 25 years ago now? About 25 years ago. He has spent 25 years writing five books. Five books in 25 years. About, what, five years per book that works out to. This last book that he keeps trying to write, um, he hasn't been able to finish it the last four years. When the, the series Game of Thrones started, he had written these five books and the thought was, well, okay, we'll do a bunch of seasons here, and by the time we're, we're finished and wrapping up, he'll have all the books written. We'll just go off all the material he has in the books. Well, he didn't finish the books, so that has left the showrunners at HBO in an impossible situation. They have expiring contracts with these actors, actors who don't want to be part of the show anymore, actors who are aging, directors costume designers, cinematographers, special effects crew, and really the reality of the television medium is that you have a year or so, I guess the new thing in TV, sometimes these shows get delayed by, uh, you know, six months or so. She might go 18 months between seasons instead of the typical 12, which is kind of what happened with Game of Thrones here. Happened with Westworld. I think Better Call Saul is doing the same thing. I don't know. Maybe that's the new standard. The point is you've got about a year or so to write and develop an entire 10 episodes or so, 10 hours or so of television. How in the world are we asking these show writers, show runners and the writers to do a better job in one year with the limitations that television provides with special effects that George R. R. Martin, this author, couldn't do? 
these are good shows. Shows that we have never seen anything quite like it on TV. I mean, this one battle a couple of weeks ago cost, what was it, $60 million and, and took 55 straight nights in the bitter cold at night in Ireland to film. And then you have Joe Cheeto face in his mom's basement taking to Twitter and Reddit and YouTube and Facebook and trying to act like everything in this world is terrible because the plot didn't quite go the way that he thought. What is wrong with people? Seriously, what is what is, what is wrong with people? I don't understand this incessant desire on the internet and social media to rip to shreds everything that is good and entertaining in our lives. The NFL is terrible. College basketball is terrible. College football, well, it's terrible because I guess, you know, only 10 or 15 programs are good every year. Movies are bad. A lot of people think the Marvel Universe, same thing. No plot, it's terrible. Those are entertaining as hell movies. Basketball is bad. NBA is selfish, I don't watch it. We're a football town, I don't watch it. XFL is terrible. They're not the NFL. They'll never succeed. Why do people insist on just being Scrooges? And these are people that couldn't write a script if you gave them $500 million in 10 years to do it. So what I have found out very keenly over the last two weeks, I do this Game of Thrones progress, a podcast, so I'm very in tune with it. It doesn't really have to do with Game of Thrones. Like I said, it happened with Star Wars. It's happened with games before, other movie series. That The internet just absolutely ruins everything. Just ruins it. And it got me to the point where I didn't even want to do the, you know, the podcast anymore. <laughs> and frankly, at times when people just want to act like, you know, the NFL is terrible as a whole or, or basketball is terrible. I mean, we went through this whole saga with the NFL with the social justice protests during the national anthem. And you had people acting like on both sides, acting like, the NFL was this evil empire that needed to be slayed. And it mainly come, came from the internet. I'll tell you this, and the older I get, the more I firmly believe this. And I guess that is me getting old because I'm about to have, you know, a, a bah humbug, get off my lawn moment here. But I'm starting to believe that the people who say the world would be a better place without social media and without the connectivity that we have might be right. And all I have to say to all of you people who try to tear down Star Wars or Game of Thrones or the NFL or the NBA playoffs or college basketball or whatever form of entertainment that a lot of us watch and consume just to get away from the dull, terrible realities of life, just shut up. Please, just shut the heck up and go away. Because... Ugh. Everybody's had enough of you. All right, back with Sports Libs after this. Hey, appropriate music because it's about World Series of Poker time. It begins in April, uh, in April, in late May, mid to late May, and then it's uh, about a month and a half of events out in Vegas. I think he had a circuit event over in Mississippi wrapping up uh, our buddy Ben Mintz. I'll be on his show tomorrow. I'm 
playing in that event. But, yeah, World Series of Poker time. Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll. What's the biggest weakness on the Saints roster? we got some position groups listed, and you can cast your vote. We'll have an update on that in just a little bit. Also, we haven't mentioned tonight, but Tiger Woods awarded the Medal of Freedom by President Trump today. Woods all smiles at the White House. Lots of press gathered, and President Trump calling him a true legend. So, Pretty nice moment for Tiger Woods coming off that Masters victory and one of the great comebacks in American sports history. Let's play a little sports libs. We do this every single night. Think Mad Libs sports style. Similar vein anyways, not exactly the same. But we've got some statements behind the glass from Logan and Ron tonight. And there'll be a blank in those statements usually or a question. And you can help us fill them in. Usually we'd ask you to do it on the text line at 870-870. But text line not working tonight. So... You can tweet at me, at Seth Dunlap, if you want to play along. All right, Ron, welcome to the show, Ron. You've what? been in my ear all night with your hate of Game of Thrones and the, your love of the Lakers. What's going on, man? <laughs> What's up? What you got for us tonight? All right, I'm here to do uh, Sports Live, so yeah, here let's we get are. going. Here we are. All right, so the first one is, I think Blank is responsible for the Kentucky Derby controversy. Uh, Obama. Isn't that, isn't that the right – or Trump. Obama or Trump. Right? Isn't that what we blame everything on now? Um, so uh, how about Trump-bama? Trump-bama? Trump-bama. It's always their fault. It's got to be. There's got to be some conspiracy theory <laughs> that some website has that President Trump was involved in this and or uh, former President Barack Obama. So blame it on Obama. Blame it on Trump. We know that uh, – yeah, that's where this all started. I mean, it's, it's obvious, right? Yeah, I guess. All right. The Tigers need to blink in order to make a comeback. The the LSU Tigers need to blink to make they got to get healthy. I mean, just get healthy. That's the obvious answer. But it's true. How about bring maybe bring back Aaron Nola or Jared Pose or Alex Lang or something like that. They got to find starting pitching and that's just get healthy. They have to get healthy. And I still hold out hope, LSU fans. I really mean this. This isn't lip service or just because uh, you know the the article that I wrote tonight saying that basically the pulmonary maybe shouldn't be on quite the hottest seat that people think he's should be on right now. But just let this play out. I mean, really, let this play out. Pulmonary and the Tigers have won six of the last ten SEC Conference Championships. There's still two weekends left in regular season play. If they get to 18, 19 wins in the regular season in the SEC, they're going to be hosting a regional. So just let it play out, and then we can discuss and debate this in the offseason if things uh, continue to go south. All right. The Saints desperately need to improve on blank. Well, I was surprised linebacking, a linebacker core. I know they have DeMario Davis in the middle and Alex Anzalone. They're hoping he develops a little bit, but it's those two guys and then a bunch of people that you really don't want starting at linebacker in the National Football League. I mean, that that's just a fact. That's not a shot at A.J. Klein. And I get it all the time when I say stuff like that. People think that I'm just being, you know, unwarrantedly evil to A.J. Klein. No, it's, it's not true at all. I'm just telling you the truth. A.J. Klein is a sufficient NFL linebacker, but he's a guy who should be a rotational player, a backup on most contending teams, and shouldn't be starting in the base set. I think Alex Anzalone, there's a lot of potential there. It's year three now. He's got to start reaching some of that potential, and we know about Demario Davis. So there you go. Linebacker. All right, man. Uh, we got two more to go. So blank needs to happen with the Superdome. How about, can I just say this in the most PC way possible? 
Yeah. How I'm just trying to think about how to phrase this in the uh, in the, say the say the phrase again. Blank needs to happen with the Superdome. Lawmakers need to stop being hypocritical with the Superdome. That doesn't make any sense, but I'm just going to tell you what I mean here in case you missed it before. You have lawmakers outside of the city of New Orleans who are acting like the Superdome and the possible renovation of the said Superdome is some huge burden on every taxpayer outside of New Orleans in the state when those same lawmakers, a lot of those same exact lawmakers a week ago were arguing that everybody but New Orleans deserved the money coming from Harris here in New Orleans and possible sports gambling, most of which would happen here in New Orleans. Like, pick a side and stay on it. By the way, if it is $450 million that the taxpayers are going to be asked to foot, I would probably be on the air saying, well, we got to have some private investment, probably the most of it. But we don't know the details of that yet. And what I saw last week was it's going to be about $150 million was the initial proposal of taxpayer investment. Now, we got to have that finalized before I make a final decision. But th- these lawmakers just need to – like, they're just trying to score political points at home here. And it's just – you know, it's politics as usual, but it doesn't make it good politics. It's, I, don't, I don't like it. All right, man, last one. Uh, the Pelicans should look to blank in this spare time. Look to find every trade partner possible for Anthony Davis in this spare time. And by everyone, I mean even teams that right now you don't think are on the radar. I'm talking about teams like, oh, I don't know, the Clippers. Teams like, oh, I don't know, maybe San uh, San Antonio. Well, maybe San Antonio, although I think that fits there. Maybe a team like, oh, I don't know, Sacramento, who's been searching for winning basketball for two decades now. Since Vlade Divac and Chris Weber and company and Mike Bibby. Uh, left you never know especially in these deals when you have one year left on anthony davis's contract you're gonna have a franchise probably multiple franchises who just want that elusive taste of contention not even necessarily true contention but you know kind of the the false taste of contention they want that and you might get a team to vastly overpay for one year of anthony davis so i i know and i say they should be doing that i would imagine that david griffin the new president of basketball operations and their de facto general manager is doing just that all right ron nice job sports lives in the book wrapping up the show and we come back here on the last lap another show here in the books glad you could be part of it quick final look at our blue runner gumbo opinion poll what's the biggest weakness on the saints roster this is surprising to me 40 percent of the audience saying wide receiver huh even with michael thomas and all the talent that comes back there yeah i understand injuries and not a lot of production in the latter half of the year from everybody but Thomas but I mean you had linebacker and then tight ends and even safety uh, wide receiver it's interesting 40% of you wide receiver 20% each on tight end and linebacker thanks to voting there thanks to everybody who made the show possible thanks to Ron behind the glass welcome to the show Ron thanks to Logan for helping out there as well thanks to Tom Anessis for booking the show our assistant program director and all of our guests and our audience tonight I'm Seth Dunlap we'll be handing it off to Beyond Reality Radio but remember you can catch our show in its entirety on the podcast W wl.com radio.com app and apple podcast as always i leave you with our moment of zen here's mike tarico at the kentucky derby and then lead steward barbara bolden explaining their decision 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 